With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the planning tools like a customizable checklist and website to a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. Everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts you actually want, Zola takes you from save our date to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Listen, when it comes to wedding planning, it it can be so stressful and it's such a beautiful moment that, you know, you don't want to get caught up in all of the minor stuff. Yeah, the stress leading up to it. So Zola is incredible for helping you kind of enjoy the process all along the way. Mm -hmm. They've thought of everything that you'll need and have built in every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Starting is everything when it comes to fitness. I know me personally, it's always, you know, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. Mm. And then I had to figure out that it just has to be a little baby step. Hey, like, I don't have to take a big leap. It just needs to be a little, little, little guy. Little leap. Yeah. Little yeah. But Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're at. Wherever you're starting, there's thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether that's beginner or advanced rides, feel-good live DJ rides or artist-themed rides. I like the 90s R&B. Yes. I like the Alanis Morissette. Oh. I heard the Taylor Swift ride was like wild. An experience. Mm-hmm. An emotional experience. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help take the guesswork out of your workout, and encourage you to build from there. Wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Hi guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. <laughs> I just flipped myself off. <laughs> fuck you. Self. Fuck you, myself. Go and fuck yourself. <laughs> I thought this morning that because he got out of bed with the baby um, and like took her out to get her a milk before I woke up. Her milka. Her milka. <laughs> Literally, she sounds. By the way, <gasps> I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> to comment about Sweden and Switzerland? I thought it was the same place. <laughs> Whenever they were like, oh, okay. Well, when you said Swedish, they're like, just so you know, Sweden and Switzerland are different places. <laughs> and everybody, we have a running joke that people think they're the same place. And I'm like, I honestly did. Fell into that trap. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyway. We have different languages, probably. Yeah. It's. Swedish. Swedish, for sure. Is definitely a language in Sweden. And then in Switzerland... They speak Switzer. Swiss? Or is it like Danish? Danish, maybe. Yeah, because there's not a Daneland. (laughs) Daneland. Anyways. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) This is an ADHD podcast for ADHD people. So what I was going to say was this morning I hear... Like loud, and I was like, "Is Corey Cheeks out there clapping? just clapping <laughs> loudly?" And for what? Because it was like staccatoed. Mm-hmm. 
why are you clapping? And then nobody else is making any noise. Anyways, I went out there and I realized that the baby had found some bubble wrap and was stepping on it and oh, it was popping. I love that. Yeah. But it sounded just like claps and I was like, what the fuck is going on out here? <laughs> and just picturing my husband out there just loudly clapping for no yeah. reason was really funny. Here, so, snipey, snipey, snipe. <laughs> snipe. You not watched Up in a while? That's I've what he does. I've never seen Up. Really? Really. And it's almost now become one of those things that I can say to people that they have that reaction, just like I've never seen Home Alone. Really, literally. I started Home Alone with my kids the other day and realized that that was a mistake. Uh-oh, why? Because that movie did not age well as far as, like, appropriateness level for oh, kids. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everything. I was like, oh, don't say that. Oh, oh, yep, yeah, that guy's not being very nice. Oh, oh, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think maybe we turn this off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen that movie until, like, two years ago. I'd never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. Then I watched it. Turns out. That fucking me. love it. Now it's my, it's a Halloween and Christmas classic. I watch it mm. for both um but that's just one of those i'm shocked that you didn't watch up i should but it's like i said i feel like it would have been long like no a noah favorite i think he's seen it oh just not me yeah he's got other family he does forge (laughs) anyways what's What's up up, everyone everyone? hello hi everyone Oh my god. <laughs> oh, your mic came to give you a hug. It's it like, oh, it was like somebody I'm lonely. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for that. I needed it. Don't punch me in the mouth. Speaking of punching you in the mouth? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry. I my lips are so freaking chapped. Okay. I just keep peeling Peel them like them. a snake. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Peel like a snake. Shed your skin on this couch. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what do I do with my skin now? <laughs> Yeah, flick it off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Um, my sweet, sweet daughter is so cute, and she. So anytime that she wants, I don't know, she'll she would just come up to me, and I go kisses, and then I go, mm-hmm. and I get in her little cheek and mm-hmm. neck crevice, and she giggles and she loves it. So now she'll come up to me, and she'll go kisses, and she wants me to do it. Well, now she wants me to also give kisses to all of her toys. She has a little, a little doll that she plays with. She named her Mimi, and so she comes up, and she goes kisses Mimi, and so Aww. I have to. Give Mimi kisses, and then she'll bring her blocks to me. I have to give the blocks kisses. How, where are we getting to a punching? Because now, if I don't respond immediately with kisses, because I'm not paying attention. You get beat? She, Mimi is a little hard plastic. They're called like little peoples or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I have the so, NSYNC ones. Yes. Um, and she came up right, said kisses. I didn't hear her, so I wasn't paying like attention to her over mm-hmm. here. I think I was talking to Corey. And she swings her arm around and goes, kisses! And just like smacks me so hard in the mouth with Mimi. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And then she was like, thank you. <laughs> you gonna kiss Mimi or Mimi's gonna kiss you. Okay. That's what I know. I was like, we have to be gentle when we do kisses. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So anyways, that's no what chill. She's she's normally not like that either, but she's getting oh, very into like um Hey, if I have to ask again, I won't be as nice. Well, I think they go for so long being like, no one can understand me. Yeah. And then it's. I feel like like I'm effectively communicating and no one is getting it. And then they get to a point where they are communicating Mm -hmm. somewhat effectively. Mm -hmm. And then if stuff doesn't immediately happen, they're like, what the fuck did I learn how to speak for? (laughs) Hmm? What did I learn how to walk for? Now I have to use my fists. (laughs) Yeah. You made me do this. And that is abusive. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you something dis- 
disgusting happened today. God. This okay. is not the that's that's disgusting, disgusting. Uh, episode, but I have one. Okay. And since everyone was like, everything you gave was a poop story, even though you asked not for poop stories, then we didn't say no poop stories. We just said we know we already have asked for those before. We want those in addition in to. In addition to. And the one that I have from LA is not a poop story. And this one I'm about to share right now is not a poop story. Okay. It is uh, an ingrown hair story, okay? <gasps> so, I am downstairs getting ready today. And uh, you guys know I have I cut my hair. I accidentally gave myself the Rachel, okay? Yeah, you did. I like it. I don't. Okay. I feel like an old woman. Okay. A bit. I don't mind my hair how it is right now. Like, if I pull it back, I don't care. But, like, when it's down and, like, freaking... Yeah, it's yeah. just... It, it just, it's giving the Rachel, mm-hmm. but not in the time of when the Rachel was mm-hmm. at its peak. Yeah, so you know now I mean? it's and I even like- said to Shane today, I was like, because he came downstairs while I was getting ready, and I was like, I gave myself the Rachel, and I hate it, and I feel like I look like an old woman, and I even tried to, like, make my nipples come out and, like, see if that helped <laughs> me like it better, and it didn't. And so while I'm having this pity party, he says, okay, can you look at this thing on my head? And so I look. Now. My husband is bald. You guys know Daddy Shane, bald, yeah. shaves his head. Yeah. So many opportunities for ingrowns. Ugh. So I look and it's lifted. It's like raised. There's no head on it. Mm-hmm. I said, but it's definitely angry and there's, it, it's an ingrown hair, I'm sure. But I can't yeah. tell how many and I can't tell which hair. <sighs> and he's like, it fucking hurts. And I said, yeah. do you want me to see if I can like get something out of it, relieve some pressure? And he's like, yeah. I squeeze this thing and the velocity that it comes out shoots at me. I scream and then I go in the mirror. No. And in my Rachel cloth bangs (laughs) is his fucking zit. The pus from his zit, his ingrown hair, is in my bangs. See, mine was just a little, a little guy and it was just right by his nose, but in your hairs it shot so fast it just stuck in my bangs and i go you have got to be fucking kidding me and shane's like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry I'm like you didn't do anything <laughs> yeah, like it's not your fault and then i almost threw up because i was like my mouth was open oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going <laughs> it was all oh, it was fucking foul and then i was like let me see if something else will come out but then i like went to the yeah, side yeah 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 well Corey, he's like i'm not making that mistake two times <laughs> That's exactly right. But he, again, he popped it like three times. There was like three different ones because I get them. They're like cystic um, mm-hmm. ones on my back right around my period, which is what should be happening right now. I don't have one, but I have the migraine. I have all the telltale mm-hmm. signs that that's what my body is doing. And so I warned him like those ones will look like it's not going to be a lot. It's, I mean, it looks like it's a lot, but it looks like it's all under the it's skin. It's coming from yeah. below. It's, yeah. it's a very it's a um, volcanic eruption in my skin. What are those skin. things? What are those things? What are those things? It's like the steam holes. That's just like steam holes. <laughs> I don't think they're called steam holes. You don't? Geyser? Yes. Am I right? Yes, you are. Yes, Sweet. you are. Steam hole definitely wasn't it. Geyser, it is. Yeah, that's what it was like. I just I sat there then and I plucked like six hairs out of this thing just to give it some room to breathe. Yeah, dude. Well, that's what I told him because he was like, I don't know if what's coming out of it, but I feel like it's not anything useful. And I'm like, no, no, no. But your 
You're relieving pressure. Useful. And that like, what were you planning to do with it? It, just, it was just like clear. But I'm like, no, but you, oh. that needs to come out. Sorry, everybody. There's probably so many people that are thrown God, fast off. Forward, fast forward, fast forward. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, we're done this now. This is brought to you by Cureology. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> but honestly, but, yeah. I need, do they have backwash? They I need do. to look into that. Yeah, they do. I, they have body wash. I have it. Oh, nice. Um, what else was I going to tell you? I just had something that I was going to say. And now, Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of listener stories, we're thinking about doing next week, getting back into the holiday spirit mm-hmm. and doing maybe a ho-ho <laughs> host stories. stories episode. And if you want to make them, I mean, you could just send us your host stories. Yeah. We'll take them. But if you want to throw a holiday spin yeah, on it a little festive fellatio oh if you call it. yeah you know a little christmas party fuck fest <laughs> <laughs> or whatever a little christmas coming whatever <laughs> we'll take it we will take a little those. horny hanukkah oh nice <laughs> that was good um so yeah we you can send those to l and t stories at gmail.com somebody i saw online was asking and they were like i thought it was hey ladies you can send them to both yeah but i'm just saying i look primarily at the l and t stories one so if you you might have a greater chance of it getting seen if you send it to that one um but you know do whatever you want i guess i'm not your mom (laughs) (laughs) whatever dude So yeah, LNT stories at gmail.com. That's what we're going to do. Today, though, we're going to also, I mean, it is kind of holiday-ish. You think? I mean, I found, okay, whenever. Explain it. When I, if you listen to last week's, if you listen to Krampus, um, which I can't even like say anymore without laughing. Dude, the amount of Krampus shit that we were tagged in. I know. Unhinged. I saw one where he straight up tackled a woman. And then I was reading the comments and someone was like, my arm got broken at Krampus loft one oh year or whatever. I'm like, fuck. what the fuck? The one that I put at the end of Unhinged. our TikTok yeah. where the guy puts on the baseball hat. <laughs> he was my favorite. I tried to like pick like not scary ones, but there was like creepy moments where I was like, who the fuck goes to this? But anyway, <laughs> there was one that they were like running after these people until they got into their hotel like scary running after them it's no, like no, a haunted no. house but just through the streets just in the world i would be so scared anyways gone anyway so sierra was like do you want to do krampus closer to christmas and we'll do this new topic that we brought we we decided to do now and i said no wait because i feel that what we're going to discuss is pertinent Two holidays. Totally. Because you are going to be around family. Potentially and s- people that you maybe don't have a great relationship with. Yes. I guess. And a so I, healthy relationship with. I think that different than gaslighting and different, if you guys don't know, I mean, it's in the title. What are you doing here? Yeah. What? Are you uh, new? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're talking about hoovering. Um, Herbert Hoover. <laughs> The Hoover vacuum. Hoover dam. Uh, Hoover maneuver. <laughs> you guys know the Hoover maneuver? Um, they use so- a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a callback. Oh, no. That's no. a callback to the judgy episode that we did. Um, I'm having such a hard time talking about this because. Well, here's what I want to say off the bat so mm-hmm. that we, we can talk about this. Yep. Is that number one, this needs to be said because it, it's in every article that I wrote, which every article, there's nothing like really peer reviewed, like because hoovering is not an actual psychological. Like, what am I trying to say? 
Um, Psychological term? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an actual term in psychology is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. Um, It's kind of like something that's been used to like describe certain things, but it's not like there's not a lot of like psychology science backing it yet because it's so new. That's what I was going to say. I feel like people are utilizing that term. This Almost is to differentiate just us reading these and discussing our own experiences or thoughts or thoughts about it with it. That's it. This is not. I mean, it, it, you. It, I hope that you get some kind of something from it. But I just want to say off the bat, this is not like an educational one where I put a ton of time and effort into it because you can't like everything I read was like there is nothing that backs this scientifically really well and I also want to say that the reason that I think that this is going to differ from some of the other topics that we've talked about, like love bombing, gaslighting, um, this kind of encompasses that, that, but I feel like the difference is hoovering may happen with people that you have a harder time creating distance from. Oh, especially. Yeah. So I feel like that's why we wanted to talk about it with the holidays because family close family friends uh co-workers people who like you can't really cut out of your life and easily honestly, if we're talking about relationships i have had a lot of toxic relationships where my exes would reach out around the holidays mm. and they knew that it was a hard sad time of year for me and they used that yeah so it it, it can encompass a lot of different mm-hmm. ways and a lot of different people so so i also want to say that we're going to use terms we are not diagnosing anybody no, we are not overusing no, no, no. like i know that narcissist is probably going to be brought up but don't don't just don't yeah, <laughs> label please. people in your life certain things um just because they may have certain tendencies and also that this, you observe this says that it is used most amongst people with certain disorders that doesn't mean that everyone with those disorders uh uses this yep. as a technique and that also doesn't mean that this if te- someone uses this they, they have to have, have a disorder exactly mm-hmm. exactly so please keep that in mind as an overall umbrella that you you aren't out here trying to couch diagnose people in your life as this well. is a tool for you mm-hmm for your own validation, for your own strength, it is not a tool to wield against someone else. And that's on weaponized therapy speak. Yes. Which we also have a, an episode a, on. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to go listen to that one, you can. Um, okay, here we go. So like I said, I'm going to, these were like articles that were written and then medically reviewed by psychologists Mm -hmm. um so this one's from psych central it says hoovering what is it okay so hoovering is a type of emotional abuse in which a person engages in manipulative behaviors to quote suck or hoover Mm -hmm. yes like the vacuum brand someone back into a toxic or abusive relationship with them it typically involves behaviors like gaslighting, gift giving, love bombing, or other actions that will manipulate the person into coming back. It's worth noting that hoovering isn't a clinically recognized or formally defined term, and there's little research on it. It's more of a catch-all term that refers to various behaviors that are often associated with cluster B personality disorders such as borderline personality disorder, 
histrionic personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, and narcissistic personality disorder. Again, doesn't mean that you have to, but there are certain things that like the trauma from what that causes those to develop those disorders may cause you to like uh, people who are codependent yeah. tend to Hoover a lot. And mm-hmm. that's something that just is because they, they don't want to feel alone or abandoned because people are trying to every, every fucking behavior that someone does is done to get a need met. Yes. Now, we may not agree with how someone is going about getting that need met. We may not understand. We may be able to figure out a healthier way and be like, why didn't this person do that? Because we don't know everyone's history all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't know why someone may develop behavioral patterns. But oftentimes, if it is, if it, if it has gotten to a point of developing a personality disorder or they're, they are, using manipulative techniques Mm -hmm. it's because maybe they weren't taught how to do it an appropriate way Mm -hmm. or a positive way or those ways never worked and so they had to go about finding out how i can get my need met without endangering myself exactly does that make sense yes now all that said you don't have to. You can understand somebody and why they might use these techniques and also not have to have them have them used, used, on, used you. on you. <laughs> yeah, you can distance yourself from this person, from these techniques, because they are not doing you any good. And right. that's okay as well. Both things can exist at the same time. And yep. you're not a bad person if you have to set up a personal boundary or distance from somebody because they're using these tactics to get you back in their life and then hurting you. And I think that's something that I often will almost beat myself up about is because people who use some hoovering tactics, which may not even appear to be tactics, or they may not know that I it's think a, a lot of times they don't know what they're doing. They're just, again, you, like I you said, I think I'm getting this need a met. A need was met. This has worked for me in the past. Yes. So I'm going to do it. And I then always beat myself up being like, I'm being too hard on this person. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is kind. What they're doing is thoughtful. Like, am I reading too much into this because I refuse to see them in a different way? But I feel like if I have to jump through that many hoops, if I have to have that level of a cognitive dissonance to let that person back in, then it's probably hoovering. Totally. And also... Um, it's okay. And this is why we're doing this. It's okay. If you find yourself being like, oh shit, I've done this. Cause yes. I did. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh my God, yeah. I have done this to people. I feel like a piece of shit. Don't do that to yourself. You don't have to feel yep. like a piece of shit. I'm not calling you a bad person or any kind of any like toxic or whatever. Yeah. You're allowed to see yourself in this and be like, oh man. I maybe don't want to do that to people anymore because now I'm realizing it could do more harm than good. Right. I'm going to change the way that I go about connecting with people. Maintaining relationships. Yep. (laughs) So it's okay. Don't beat yourself up if you find yourself um, doing these things. So we will talk about some signs of hoovering and probably go more in depth. I I know I can with like 
examples because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sure I have some. So number one is attempting to reconnect with you. If a person with manipulative behaviors isn't getting the attention they want from you, they may reach out to try and reconnect with you and pull you back in. If they can reconnect with you, there's a chance that they'll try to love bomb you to lure you in further. Number one, when I left, I left my ex probably, probably at least, what, seven times, I would oh, say, yeah. at least. And he would do things like come into my work, send flowers to my work, tip the waitresses who were friends with me a hundred bucks, tip me a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. um, send me gifts. Uh, you know, I yep. couldn't change my phone number all the time because, but he would contact me relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Um and you would and contact my friends and family. And when it would be a contact, it wouldn't be like anything crazy. It would just be like, just thinking about you. Yeah, I just, just wanted you to know you're on my mind. Seems harmless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was over time, it wears you down to where you're like, you know what? It would be easier if I would just. And honestly, you start to like the attention back. Or you have question somebody who yourself. Is, yeah. Because you're like, am this I overreacting? This guy is such a nice guy. And look at all of my friends and family are like, Sierra, he's being so nice though. Like, look mm. at he, how he treats your friends and the people who you work with. Yep. And I think you should just give him another shot. And that's all, a, it's all a tactic mm-hmm. to get back into your life. Which leads to number two, which is disrespecting your boundaries. I remember multiple times telling him, do not come to my work. Don't come to my place. And he would just show up. Yep. And then I'm stuck there. That was yep. such a horrifying like experience because it's like, I can't leave. Mm-hmm. And you know that. And you know that. And now you're going to sit here until my shift ends so that you can catch me going out to my car yep. and talk to me for an mm-hmm. hour. And then I'm just going to be like, fine, let's talk because yep. I'm exhausted. I just worked an eight hour shift or whatever. Um. So... And I'd rather you not follow me back to my house, so I'll just talk to you here. <laughs> Which didn't work. He always came back then to the house. <laughs> yep. It never worked. It was always just like, let me get my foot in the door just to crack and I'm in. Yep. Like, just, yeah. Uh. Okay. So when you you vering <laughs> when using hoovering Not tactics, <laughs> No, you No, nuvering. This is brought to you <laughs> by my birth control. <laughs> I don't have a nuvering. <laughs> I have an IUD. Nuvering is different? Is that not an IUD? No, nuvering, I think, is when you just put up there and it like it's like a cap almost on your a cap? cervix. Yeah. It's like a little bottle pop. You baby just... bottle pop. <laughs> baby bottle pop. It is a baby bottle pop. Keeps some babies from going in your puzzle. Ew. There probably was a better way to say that. There definitely was a better way to say it. Don't you argue with me. I meant sperm. Well, you cut didn't that, say cut that. that. Cut that, Jerry. We can go ahead and cut that. I like that bit. <laughs> cut that. Yeah. Sometimes I have to ask myself, like, is she serious Do or I is she really doing a bit? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> what do you guys think? Okay, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. Do you think seeing a therapist or psychiatrist would be helpful? Yes. immediately yes yes would be helpful but you don't have the time to actually find one and meet with them or this is the case for me afford them Mm. try talkspace by doing everything online talkspace has made getting the help you want easy accessible and affordable sometimes people wait until bad things happen to talk to a therapist and let me tell you as somebody who has stayed on top of their mental health journey Mm -hmm. 
when I am faced with really difficult moments, Mm -hmm. because I have all of the tools that my therapists have helped give me, I feel empowered and strong enough to get through them. Yes. You have to be proactive, not reactive. And that's what I I know. Exactly. So why wait? You can get a therapist through Talkspace. With Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your own home because I know... We're, we're homebodies out here. And I don't want to put on pants. That's what I'm saying. It's mental health care made easy. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash tangents. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash tangents to get $80 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash tangents. Are you one of those people who thinks that uh, you don't have time to prioritize wellness? Because I am. I am. Well, Allo Moves is here to change that whole mindset. It's an app that makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. That can all seem intimidating if you're just starting out. But Allo Moves has beginner classes all the way up to advanced and anything that will fit into your schedule. So you you can do like a little five minute something here and there. Yeah, still check off the box of wellness today, even I if it was for a little bit. did it. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments. Again, Working out your mind is just as important as working out your body. That's so true, especially when it comes to sleep. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Allo Moves. Go to allomoves.com now and use code TANGENTS20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com, code TANGENTS20. allomoves.com, code TANGENTS20. Okay, so basically the thing with people who use Hoovering or are manipulative or are abusive in any ways is they're going to test the fuck out of your boundaries Mm -hmm. because once you let them know that you're okay i give in you know what i mean because it's easier then they know they can do it more and more and more and it's almost like how far can i push this yes uh and in their mind they really do believe sometimes that like the rules don't apply to them so yeah i know that you said i couldn't come here but i brought you flowers Mm -hmm. you didn't say i couldn't come with flowers right so i'm being a good guy i don't know why you have to be such a bitch um okay and that leads into the next one which is guilt tripping or emotional blackmail so if you're the one who walked away, they may play the victim and emotionally blackmail you until you feel guilty and ashamed. And in some cases, they may go as far as to threaten or intimidate you into coming back to them, which you might do because you're afraid. Well, and I this relate is, heavy to that. And this is where I also want to bring in that, like, this may not be a romantic partner because mm-hmm. everything you're describing, I have seen people describe... Um, their relationship with a parent. Yeah, totally. In this or way. sibling. Where it, it's yeah. like, um, and it gets really, really complicated, especially if you yourself are a parent, because now you have to navigate and balance, okay, my parent is my child's grandparent, mm-hmm. and I feel some type of way about them, and I want to have certain boundaries with them. However, I feel guilty because mm-hmm. now I'm taking away an opportunity for my child to have their grandparent. Yeah. 
And really, they've not done anything to like, them to them that makes me feel like they they aren't a safe person for them. Yeah. It just makes me uncomfortable. And so, like, th- I think it can get really, really easy to push boundaries mm-hmm. when there are other, other people involved. Yes, totally. Or like in a in a larger family system where siblings are like, "Oh my gosh, are you like, are you really gonna not invite this person? Are it's you really Christmas. not gonna?" Yes. Just invite them to your house. You don't even have to talk to them again, but that's a foot in the door. And yes. then it's, yeah. Yes. And it's, it's such a slippery slope. It's just you burying your own feelings yeah. and allowing someone to just tell you what you should and shouldn't be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And the more someone does that, the more someone just eats away at that boundary, the more you're you lose your own sense of reality. Yeah, you start to question if like, am I the piece? Of, am I the bad person here? Am mm-hmm. I the, that's where am the I guilt. And, yeah. Maybe I'm the one who's being the bad person. Mm-hmm. And in some cases we've talked about with weaponized therapy speak, that can happen. Yeah. So it's not unrealistic that that would happen to you. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where you really have to like be able to back yourself and your decisions and know yourself. But when there are other people, mm-hmm. other family members involved, yeah, it gets extremely tricky. And I want to say this is, again, you said parents, but I, I want to um, reinforce that in relationships, if you have children with somebody. Yes. That can be very, very difficult yes. to be able to get out because they're using your kids together as mm-hmm. a way to hoover you back in. Yep. And I want, I'm sorry for people. I feel horrible when I hear situations like that because it's so sad for everybody involved that they are using the children in that way. Well, Awful. yeah, because you almost feel, you almost feel like, um, what's the thing where they cover your mouth? I didn't want to say gagged. <laughs> <laughs> Shushed? No. <laughs> like silenced? Yes. Yeah. Yes, maybe that's it. It's like you you almost feel silenced in that way because it's like I feel like I have to balance two different people's experiences and emotions. Yes. Like I have to make sure that this person who maybe you would label your abuser or it's just maybe the toxic or uh, estranged relationship you have. I have to manage this person and mm-hmm. make sure that they don't do what they normally do that has made this relationship estranged to me or in front of yes my kids and so now i have to maintain my feelings so that my kids don't think anything's weird Mm -hmm. and my kids don't have to either experience this person being mean to them or being mean to me Mm. and like that is so uh, that's what I mean by it can make you feel silenced. It's almost yeah. like become numb. Yes. Feel nothing. Be a robot. Yes. And then everything will be fine. Yeah. But like it sucks. That How realistic is that? Have to live life that way because yeah. you, if you are to a point where that is your normal mm. when with interacting with certain people. How much of your life are you losing doing that? Exactly. I would venture to say a lot. Yeah. And that sucks. It's heartbreaking. Um, And all of these kind of lead into each other. So the next one, after you feel like that weight and that sadness and that guilt, of course, then they're going to start telling you they're going to change. Mm -hmm. 
They'll make you so many promises. The amount of times my ex told me he was going to therapy mm. and I'm going to therapy. I'm making myself better. And he always would go maybe for like a, a session or two. And then yep. I don't really click with the therapist. I'm going to get a new one, blah, blah. I mean, it was never ending. And then they would, you know, he had all of these. Every time it got more and more extravagant mm -hmm. as to how I'm going to change and what steps I'm going what to promises take. promises I'm going to. And he would, at one point, he stopped drinking for like eight months. Oh, really, I truly did. And I, I thought, oh my God, this is it. He did it. And then, you know. I remember you saying to me, you were like, Jerry, he's not drinking anymore. And like, that was the source. It makes such a huge difference. It does. Until. Until it doesn't. It, until it doesn't. And it was until like. Until he starts finding other ways mm -hmm. to control you. Right. Which he did. And then, and of course, you. he also did just start, well, I'll have a beer or two. I'll have a glass of wine with dinner. Mm -hmm. Or I'll have a beer or two with a friend. And then it was like immediately slipped right back into it. And then it makes you feel like, well, what? I'm going to be a, a piece of shit and be the reason that he doesn't ever have, have alcohol again? Yeah. Like he can't have fun anymore because I. And it's. Not that you have to have alcohol to have fun, but that's just yes, yes, like yes, yes, what yes. your mind can do, especially because we were both so young and we both worked for a bar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that was a big part of our right. lives, unfortunately. Well, in your, in, that's what I mean, in your circumstance specifically. Yeah. I just, that was. I could hear it as other people would hear it. I didn't yes, want yes, them yes. to. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll probably tell you their regrets and remorse and they, you know, are going to bank on that guilt that you're feeling. But once they've sucked you back in, you'll see that their behaviors will go back to what they used to be. And that's a cycle. And right. like I said, it would be sometimes the cycle, we would be in the good phase for months, mm -hmm. almost a year, but it would always go back. That cycle right. would always start over. And it was like the seventh time in that cycle where I was like, this isn't going to get better. Whenever cycles like that happen in certain relationships in my life, if there are longer stretches yeah. between the cycle, I start really questioning myself mm. like, okay, well, look how long they went this time. This yeah. feels like progress because they are getting better. It maybe. has been significantly longer than oh, as yeah, that's why I previously. went back even after what happened after that eight month the eight month stretch when it exploded mm -hmm. was when my nose was broken and like the really violent stuff happened right and I still went back after that because I thought well that was just he slipped up and he drank the one night mm -hmm. and he drank a lot and his body and now couldn't he knows handle better. that he knows mm -hmm. he'll go back to not drinking Do, yeah. did that happen no. well I think here's what I will say about this is I oftentimes gaslight myself almost com in comparison because oh, yeah. I'm like, my nose was never broken by right. this person. I never experienced like real violence from this person and it was never alcohol induced or it was like, and so I almost am like, am I exaggerating by feeling like this stuff is problematic and that I don't want to be a part of it? No. And so- because I'll tell you right now, and this is my experience, so I'm not saying this on a broad level, but the emotional stuff was hit hit me worse. It yeah. hurt me way worse. So I think even though the physical stuff is easier to prove to people, look how evil and bad this was. It was yeah. like if you only knew well, what the emotional And I think that's why it's did. difficult is because the physical almost seems black and white. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, of course that's bad. Yes. 
not hitting someone, good. (laughs) Hitting someone, (laughs) bad. bad. Okay, we all agree on that. But it's when it's like, yeah, so it it you have to try to like almost plead your case. Yes, yes, that's what it always feels like when I talk to my therapist or I talk and confide in a friend, and I'm trying to navigate these relationships. I'm like, well, they went to a store and they saw something that made them think of me and they bought it. And so like, that's nice. Right. Right? And someone who doesn't know or have the experience with this person that I do might be like, yeah, yeah. What's your issue with that? They thought of you. They spent money on you. That's what else do you want? And it's like, yeah, but did they do it to get something from me? Yes. To get access to me? Yes. And that's yeah. the part where it's like, I don't know how to define that because you mm-hmm. can't ask them. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, what's, your, no. what's your fucking motive behind this? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with this? You know what I mean? Were you doing nice guy? You're just being a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult. And I will say that this part of it, when I say like the emotional stuff, I think hurt me worse. It had a longer lasting effect on me because I question myself to this day mm-hmm. because of some of the the ways that my mind would work in those cycles. So that's why I feel still like that was worse. Oh, number five, my favorite, involving your friends or family. This one was really, he wrote letters to my parents mm. apologizing mm-hmm. and big, um, reached out to Noah's dad and you at one point, I think, and so many of my friends apologized. Actually, I was the only person he. You might, yeah, he might not have. Um, I know he did with a couple of my other friends, but it's if they can't get through to you, they're going to try to use your friends and family to attempt to connect with you instead. And this is something that's called. It is actually known as trying triangulation so i'm going to click on that real fast and just give you so oh, basically I actually talked about this in therapy okay triangulation is another way a person um might feel like they can maintain the upper hand with you in like a toxic situation in some triangulation is getting a third person involved in your communication channels yes so in other words it's when you send a message through a third party or justify an action with the, this third person told me this right mm-hmm um, and so basically with that, you can kind of feel like ganged up on and like, I have a perfect example of this. Okay. Do you want to? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was like, is this one you want to tell or not? I mean, I'm going to tell it in a way that I feel comfortable, okay. but so there was somebody who I was incredibly close with and I saw behavioral patterns that I was like, I cannot tolerate this in my life. This something has to change and I, I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And this person has been in my life for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so me not doing what I previously would have done, which is people pleaser, fawning, just going along with whatever, uh, appeasing. They didn't know how to handle me in that situation. And so they went to a third party who has been in my life for a very long time. Yeah. And almost confided in them. Like, I don't understand why this person is, why Jerry's doing this. Yes. I don't understand why she's acting this way. It's Mm. so different than before. And now I feel uh, 
unloved in this relationship. I feel uncared for. I feel unimportant. I feel unvalued. And it, so this third party then Mm -hmm. was like, well, why are you acting differently? Mm -hmm. If you were just doing what you were doing before, then this person wouldn't feel this way. And I'm like, are you aware that the whole reason, like, what this person is doing is bad? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. And I don't have to. And so regardless of how you feel about the situation, I don't have to bend my boundaries and my comfortability mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. And also, you never even asked about how I felt about it. Yeah. You never even asked for my side of it. You don't need to be involved, period. Yeah. But you really... If you are going to get involved, should hear everything, everything definitely, and and come from a place of neutrality. Yeah. Oh, so. he had. I remember at one point, even after, even when I was with Corey, he was doing it to people. He was using people who he knew were friends with me, and like spinning this whole story so that they would reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep. And then at one point, I'm like, "Where is this coming from? I don't even, I don't even know you knew him." Yeah. And then it was like. Just bizarre to me that I've, even after so long, it was like still, ch- I will try anything. I remember being like, he is never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was so hard. Uh, it, it's why I didn't say anything on the podcast for so long, because I was like, I cannot give him a reason to reach out. Yep. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we know that we're discussing a pretty heavy topic right now, but we are going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. So many of us love coffee. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we would like to admit. Mm, But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. And honestly, it's game changing. It really is. You just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee and voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines or mess required. It's so good. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. It is honestly one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I was going to say, when you use it, you need to put it in a clear glass because it's so fun to watch. It is so fun to watch. And also the texture of it Mm. is the most incredible, Mm -hmm. beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. I was like shocked. Yeah. The best part, it works on both hot and iced coffee. And honestly, I've tried it on both. Love it both ways. It comes in three foaming, delicious flavors, French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Mm -hmm. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. You know that song like, these are a few of my favorite things? Yes. Here are a few of mine. Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Mm -hmm. Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry well jerry where are you finding all of those amazing things on quince oh my god the best part is that all quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and quince partners directly with top factories which cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us which is very nice The little man. Yes. (laughs) Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes so that you can feel good about what you look good in. Yes. 
I still love my matching linen set. I love wearing them together. It's so comfy. I love wearing them separate. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the more I wash it, the more comfortable it gets. (gasps) That's the beautiful thing about like fabrics that are supposed to be timeless. Yes. They get better with wear. Yeah. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash tangents for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash tangents to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash tangents. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> my therapist taught uh, taught me what triangulation was. Yeah. She was basically saying what you said, where it's involving someone else in a conversation that should only be had between the other two people. Well, and again, it is just another way to throw off your confidence and to throw yes. off your like reality. Uh, yes. On yourself. It's you're, you're going to question yourself if you have more than one person yep. telling you you're wrong. This isn't right. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Or they're fine. Yep. Or it's, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is because I talked to them and they had really nice things to say. And yeah, it was I think all maybe good. You're and I just think- misunderstanding the situation. It- and it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. And I'll tell you, it's fucking effective. It is. It, it is works. fucking effective. It works. I oftentimes will find myself struggling to even talk to people about situations because I don't want to do that. Totally. I'm, I don't I don't want to even put in my input because I could be causing more harm than good. It's why I have put my foot down and put some boundaries up about things we discuss on the podcast because yep. I'm like if I'm coming at this from a place of ignorance or I don't have all the information or I don't know enough about certain things, am I going to do more harm than good here? Mm-hmm. Well, my thing and is I don't want that to be the case. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm like creating an army. And totally. this comes from this comes from my high school boyfriend um who was like King Hoover of Hooverville, <laughs> really, okay? Yeah. He really was. He Both of them together. Whenever I was in college, I think I've talked about this before, but he brought up this like giant fucking TV. It mm-hmm. was like a 60-inch yes. TV. Oh and boy, did I have that uh-huh. He put it in the lounge mm-hmm. of my dorm, okay? So, like, anybody could go in there and use it. He left his Xbox in there. Mm-hmm. And so my friends were able to go in anytime. He was supplying them with weed. I didn't even know he had weed or smoked weed. Like, I didn't know that. The, the fact that they hid that shit from us, but then we're like, we'd go to our friends and then be like, yes. Uh, my friends would come to me and be like, you know, he's dealing drugs, right? And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. They narked him out yeah. so fucking fast. Yeah. Um, how did they think that they well, we weren't going to fucking find that out? Like, I don't know. Anyways, I mean, that's sorry. Reason, but this is just me going into. <laughs> I'm just having a lot of feelings this episode. Um, and he would buy them pizza, mm-hmm. and so the one night that he had me like trapped in my room mm. and wouldn't let me out of my dorm room to the point where like my neighbor ended up calling campus police to show up. Mm. Uh. He kept saying, you're not going to make them hate me mm-hmm. like you made everyone else hate me. And I'm like, what are, what you, are you talking, talking about? about? What do you mean? And so I realized that all of the things he was doing, leaving the TV, leaving mm-hmm. the Xbox, buying the pizza, bringing the weed, doing, doing all of that on purpose so that they're on my side. I'm doing these things to show these people, look how good of a guy I am. Mm-hmm. Jerry made everyone hate me back where we're from. 
Jer- look everyone at how thinks cool I'm a piece of shit, but the, how could I be a piece of shit? Look what I've done. Yes. And so that, it wasn't until that group of friends looked at me and was like, oh no, Jerry, we know he's a piece of shit. Yeah. You don't have to convince us. We could see it from a mile away. We were still going to eat his pizza. We're going to take <laughs> advantage of him. 100%. But we don't think you should be with him. No. You can and, do so much better. And that's okay because the, the next step is going to be he's going to start taking that stuff away and then stand there and be like, huh? Because that's what I would do. Yep. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, you want a 70-inch screen TV? Well, not anymore. Now go you ahead. don't get it. Go ahead and explain that to your friends. Yeah. Why they can't. Now you don't get to have a TV mm-hmm. in your house anymore. Because it was always like my roommates or people that yep. would come over. And then, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. I don't have a couch this week <laughs> or yeah. whatever. Whatever thing it was. Um, so, Jesus. Okay, number six, acting like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Instead of wanting to talk about what happened, they might, may try to convince you that anything you think happened was your fault anyways. So that I feel like could go for family because the amount of times that people that I see on TikTok or wherever speak about their families being like, that didn't happen. That never happened. Oh, I don't yeah. remember it happening Especially that way. when you're younger. But, but they can also use, so they can use the ability, like you were young when it happened. Mm-hmm. You probably... That didn't happen the way you think it did. Like mm-hmm. your memory, blah, blah, blah. For me, it was always when we were drinking together. So he mm. would use the fact that I was intoxicated and be like, Sierra, you don't even know what you were saying that night. You don't like, know what you, you were doing. You were so drunk. And I was like, I had two beers. I don't feel like I was that drunk. No, trust me. Everyone at the bar said you were acting so sloppy. And now you're accusing me of this. And like, you're going to get me in a lot of trouble. And that wasn't even what I did. Mm-hmm. I might have lightly tapped you. I didn't shove you. Yeah. And like, you know, shit like that. Yep. It made me feel like, okay, well, maybe you're right. I'm very easy to convince. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of bad. I'm getting a lot better now. Yeah. But like I was very easy to convince back then because it was like, it's your word against mine. And yep. I don't even trust myself. I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on up here. Yep. It's not good. So and you're probably I, right. I also feel like these people who are going to do that know what your insecurities are. Oh, And will utilize those because they're great at figuring that shit out. I know that for me, one of my biggest insecurities and like I'm realizing even now saying it that like the fact that I'm willing to say what my biggest insecurity is to 100,000 people, whatever. Um, That. That I always, like, not laugh, but I'm like, you think we're vulnerable? Like, you think this is vulnerability? This is. I it don't is. know many people who that would get... just tell the world what their biggest insecurity yeah. is so that people could potentially use it against And you. people have. And they do. People have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is feeling like I'm a bad person or being misunderstood and, like, that who I am and the way that I present myself is not actually who I am and so it's almost like being found out and told actually you think you're this and you're putting on a show but I know who you really are that Mm -hmm. that and so we have got messages like that it's fucking really awful but it it happens in my my personal life Mm -hmm. there there are I could list off four people right now Mm -hmm. who have known me since I was a baby who believe to their core that I'm a liar Mm -hmm. That I tell stories and that I'm dramatic and I do things intentionally to hurt people. Mm -hmm. And like 
I would work so hard to convince you that that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I would go out of my way mm-hmm. to contact you, to reach you, to, to be let like, you know, let me show that's you not that that's I not am. true. Let me convince you of who I actually am. They don't want to be convinced of who no. I actually am because that doesn't benefit them. No, and it's not the story that they have in their head already, right. which is going to be very difficult to change if you can if, at all. And they don't want it. No, they don't. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with what we're talking about? Yeah. Part of me, part of me, as we're going through this, I'm like, are we just dumping? Hey, are we just taking a big old fat steamy dump I'm on you? I'm so guys? sorry if we're just trauma dumping all over you, but this feels good. It does for feel some good. reason. I'm feeling like cathartic. Is that the I right word? I don't know if, if this is the one with mushrooms in it or what. I, it's, I was gonna say I'm just drinking water. Uh, these are pure adrenaline uh, endorphins. Where I'm like, yeah, girl, yeah, talk I have about that. your trauma. I have that, but I also have. Whatever this is. <laughs> this is Curious Elixir number one. It's a pomegranate Negroni. Negroni. Spagliato. <laughs> okay, so number seven, this is the last one, and then we'll do a couple examples and then how to cope with it. So, and the examples we can go through very quickly because I think we hit most of them yeah. anyways. But number seven is threatening to harm themselves or you, yep. which is, I feel, the last like if they're like shit, none of these other things is working. Are working? Uh, mm-hmm. Those terrible grammar, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> then their last step is, I mean, the amount that. What's funny is you say that feels like the last step. In in situations that I'm referencing, that was almost the first thing. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, and it's going to be circumstantial. Yeah, it totally is. I just mean like cyclically. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the love bombing and stuff all comes early and then it turns into i'm grasping for straws here i'm gonna hurt myself Mm -hmm. and um like a last resort if nothing else is working yeah or like threatening you which is what happened like at Mm -hmm. the last the final because then it's like i'm taking the mask off shit i have to pretend i'm not the good guy anymore yep so that is 100% of the time was effective for me not 100 because he tried it again at the very end and it didn't work um because at that point you just say, okay, okay, I'm going to call somebody then mm-hmm. and send them to do a wellness check. I, I That can't be my responsibility. Right. But and for it's not. so long, that was my biggest fear was that somebody with hurt, would hurt themselves because of me and that like that would be something that I would have to live with, that their family would know, mm-hmm. that their friends would know was oh, yeah. my fault. Uh-huh. And he knew that. And so every time it was like, okay, fine, then I'm going to do this thing and it'll be on you. Right. And yeah, God it wasn't damn, until dude. I was in therapy and I remember Barbara was working with, you guys remember Barbara? <laughs> I was working with Barbara on boundaries and she was like, well, in this relationship, maybe a healthy boundary would be, um, I'm trying to see if I could say it without it. Revealing it away. Yeah. Um, Maybe a a boundary could be asking them to call before they come over. Sure. Just, hey, instead of just showing up at my house, could you call before you come over? Text to see. Right. And I said, I absolutely cannot do that. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because that's not going to go over well. Um, I can't set boundaries 
because this person is going to feel like I don't love them uh-huh. if I don't give them access to, to everything 24/7. to me all the time. Yeah. Um, and if I don't and they don't feel loved, then they will want to disappear or hurt themselves. Yes. And I can't be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was when she said she's like, but you're not responsible for that. Mm-hmm. If this person is going to do that, they're going to do it. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about that. Their choices are their choices mm. and yours are yours. And you should not make yours dependent on theirs. Yes. Damn. And I was like, oh, I still don't think I can do that. Very hard. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's very easy to say. Very hard to actually carry mm-hmm. out because the last time it happened to me, I was like, well, this is it. If it happens, it happens, and I'm going to be the worst. I was sick about it. I fucking cried. Now, this was after mm-hmm. I had already been with Corey. Yep. And I remember Corey being like, why are you crying? And I was like, I'm just like sick that this mm-hmm. could happen. But I also know it can't be my responsibility, and I'm not going to do anything to... Right. Because I, I, know, I know where it's going. I know what he wants me to do. Yeah. But... That was the hardest thing that I think I've ever done because I was so like, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt this person. It felt like I was doing it. Yes. And Mm -hmm. I don't like hurting anybody. So Mm -hmm. it was devastating to me. Um, But it never happened. And so I. I, And oftentimes that is, it's not a hundred percent. Obviously everything, everything is such a individualized situation and we never want to encourage anyone to like blow something off. That could be an absolute emergency. I I definitely called and had a wellness check done, but it wasn't going to be me reaching out. So I'm going to give just like a couple examples so that, um, because like I said, we probably have hit these, but just in case you need like more specific ones. So also I'm going to chime in right here and ask, if there's if do you guys what do you think right now? Like I'm I'm truly curious at this point I'm like are we I get so distracted mentally during these episodes because my brain is almost like uh uh-oh uh-oh I know what are you doing? I know. That like I have a very hard time uh, remembering what we said or even being fully present while we're talking. So I this is me truly asking, like, are you guys getting something from this? Are we making sense? Especially because I know when speaking about stuff that we can't be fully 100% open. honest about and, yeah. and not honest, but just like open. Yeah. yeah. Just um, give very precise detail. Well, again, because <laughs> as much as these people hurt me, I will not. It is not in my character to willingly hurt somebody. Yes. And so I will not ever give Full details, names, anything. And also, I think it's highly, highly irresponsible for us to do something like that because we would never want to... Weaponize our audience. 100%. I would never, ever... Because these people who, who we are speaking about, they don't have an audience they don't have this level of support that we do and they don't have an opportunity to speak for themselves and so and again as much as they've done to us i don't want to see them hurting genuinely that is not something that i uh, want to see ever you and i both know that they are hurting Uh and they have been hurt and like 
we know a lot of the the backstory for people. And yes, sometimes that can cause you to question your own responses to them and whether or not it's a appropriate or you make excuses for them. But I won't do to someone what they've done to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and use you guys to do that. That just feels wrong. Agreed. But. So don't do that. Don't try to figure it out. You don't need to. Yeah. All of this can hit the same if you don't know specifically who it's about or what the full details are. Yeah, I think. I'm hoping that with the vagueness, you would be able to, to just like, like put insert. yourself in your, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so some more examples would be like they contact you out of the blue by sending you a text or calling you just like, oh, just randomly checking on you, right? Okay. Um, they continue to reach Me. out even after you've asked them to stop reaching out. They shower you with compliments and gifts to get your attention. They make jokes or put you down when you communicate boundaries. Mm -hmm. Remember how many jokes in like at my expense he would make about me in front of people who were my friends? Mm -hmm. That was so bizarre. Yep. I'm like, what? What are you trying to do here? Like doing something like that is almost like trying to red rover people over to their side. Yeah, come on. Like it's in fun over front here. Of you? We're having a good time and this guy's being a wet blanket and I'm like, you're yeah. genuinely hurting my feelings. Or you're and making I'm me uncomfortable. And I'm expressing that and you're now trying to turn these people into your like cronies. Right. So bizarre. They promise you that this time is different because they've definitely changed, right? Mm -hmm. They temporarily change their behaviors to prove they're not lying. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't last. They convince your family and friends to send messages to you on their behalf. Uh, they plan future conversations and hangouts without your consent. And they threaten to hurt you themselves or others and blame you. So how do we cope with this? Um, obviously, there's not enough scientifically backed information on how to properly cope. Right. Um, but these are just maybe a couple tips to help you, you know, move along i guess um number one it can be challenging to recognize when someone is using these manipulative behaviors against you especially if it's a family member or a partner or an ex-partner but i think number one recognizing it is probably the most important and i think um, um, calling back to what i said earlier is like if you are having to ask yourself a bunch of questions it's probably a good indication mm -hmm. that there's like you have some unhealthy attachments with this person totally um, so the next step then would be to set your boundaries and stick to them. For example, if you've asked them to no longer contact you, this means not responding to them when they attempt to reach out at all, especially if, if that's the boundary you put into place. And they, you know. I know that I hoovered the fuck out of someone. Oh, I'd probably. Yeah. Especially like. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I. I know for a fact that I bulldozed someone's That's what I'm boundary. Saying. We we I don't want this to sound preachy because I am uh I am Oh yeah. I almost said a victim, but I'm not I'm guilty of yes. these of doing some of these. And it's just because I was hurting and I was like, I need you right now though. Yes. yes. That's and what I, I feel say. like you misunderstand me and I need to make you understand me. Which is like not their job. And like the person who I'm, I'm referencing that I hoovered had said to me, I'll always be there for you. Mm. Um, I'm in your corner. I'm here if you need me. Like, my, my home is your home. Like, this person 
open themselves up, I thought, to be a support person. Right. And then when I needed support, they were like, I, I actually I can't. can't. Yeah. And I can't because of my own boundary. I don't feel comfortable anymore. Now that things have changed and I have more information, I just, for, for myself, I can't do this anymore, which, which is, is totally, totally valid. valid. Totally well, valid. Totally within their right to be like, I felt this way at one point in time and now I no longer feel that way. But for me, who was like, okay, if I ever need support, I know I have this. To need support and then go for it and then it not be there and it be like, taken away in a way that I didn't fully understand mm-hmm. it was like I was grasping at straws yes, it was like you could I was because on the other end of that you start to feel helpless you're yes. like oh no 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 oh wait oh wait oh wait yes. oh wait mm-hmm. and- I, this was my life raft yes I became that guy in Titanic who was like just taking a kid from someone who was like <laughs> women and children first this is my kid and this is like, my child what no <laughs> yes. uh yeah that's it and I feel guilty to this day that I didn't respect someone's boundary, especially knowing now how adamantly I feel about respecting boundaries. But I think it is, it's not important, but it's nice kind of to be able to see that other side of it and know like it is possible to grow from that. Oh yeah. Because then when people don't, I feel like, okay, this is not a me thing. This is a you thing. Because yeah. if I could make these mistakes, but then learn they were wrong and grow from that, I would think that you as a capable adult should be able to do right. that as well. And I'm telling you it's wrong and I'm telling you it's hurting me and you're not caring about that. Mm-hmm. So I view I that. I said that all correctly. I feel like I misjumbled some words Listen, there, I barely. I'm so sorry. I'm barely if coherent say at anything. this moment. <laughs> I'm so worried that I'm going to fuck up and say a word incorrectly. Opposite when of I'm what you mean. mean. And then somebody be like, she said this and uh-huh. now all people she described them as this way. And I'm like, that is not what I meant to say at all. I meant to use a different word. But I also think that Dachshund is Dachshund. <laughs> and I'm sorry. So give me a break. I'll say that, like, in that moment when I recognized that I was, I'll say it, acting unhinged as fuck, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) that it was, it highlighted an area that needed healing. Yes. And so it helped me be able to target that whenever I started going to therapy. It was like, okay, I can reference this moment and say, like, all right, this, this was something that was problematic. And also... Probably a cycle. Yeah. So yes. Let how do we heal this so that I don't do Continue this to someone this. else? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't, and you can uh, stop it hopefully from happening to you. Yeah. So that I don't get to a point of of feeling like I'm need falling off a cliff and totally. Yes. You know, brother, help me. <laughs> brother, <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, take the, wow, weird. Take the higher ground in response. Okay, scholar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people Y'all who use hoovering <laughs> behaviors may resort to being mean and nasty. I would say they probably will, whether it's in front of your face or not is going to be one yep. thing, but they probably are not saying good things about you. Mm-hmm. And you have to just know that that's going to come with it because they're hurting in some way. Well, that's part of triangulation. Yeah, exactly. Is trying to maintain higher ground. I'm the one that's in yes. the, that's not, that's being wronged yes. right now. Yes. And the way that you do that, obviously, is by kind of... Making that other person the bad guy. Yep. 
Which, again, is why whenever I say certain things, I try in a really hard way, even though something very traumatic and abusive happened to me, to, like, I don't ever want it to be like he was a lost cause. Because in my mind, I just genuinely hope, even though I don't know, I don't know, but I hope that he doesn't do this to anybody else and that it is something. Well, I think we already know that's not true. But I know that. I know. But... I just always wish the best for people and kind of hope that they would want the same for themselves. And so, but anyways, um, I don't know where the fuck that came from. That was just something I felt like I needed to say in that moment. I was thinking too about, um, I, I almost want to put myself in the spot of the Hoover. Yeah. Because we've, we've taken the position of the opposite so yeah. much that I almost just want to be like, if you are someone who can reflect and be like, fuck, I'd be, I'd be vacuuming. Yeah. I'd be sucking people back in. Um, that I, I, I feel like it's easier to, um, try to process those things and change them about yourself. If you hear somebody that you respect or like, I don't know, I'm assuming that you respect and like me. <laughs> <laughs> saying that they've done it too and that yeah. they can grow from, grow from it. it. It makes it feel more approachable for yeah. yourself maybe. Yeah, and less shamey, which is yes. what we've talked yes, about. Yes, you yes, don't yes, want to have shamey. that shame around it because when you do, sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'm just bad and that's all that I am and don't can be. Don't shame, reframe. Yes. And so I feel like this person who I hoovered and I feel guilty about and I... um bulldozed boundaries i very easily could have gone to our mutual friends oh yeah and been like this person i was there when you told some of the mutual friends and you were really honest <laughs> you were so honest about how you were how not the honest? great person in that no. story and i was like damn girl get it get out because that's it. the fucking truth it was the truth and i was like good for her and good if you are not honest. able if you are gonna i wouldn't I don't know if triangulation is always a bad thing, but if you are going to involve other people in the story, mm -hmm. if you're not going to be fucking honest about it, yeah. then like don't. Yeah. The, because the, yeah. you have a power. Totally. Your, with words your words have power. They do. And so if you're going to wield them in a conversation with someone and you can change how they view yes. someone, let it be. Not someone else. Well, that's why I think that I, where I was going with what I was saying about him was kind of like with this. I know that in certain stories he's told about me, I'm the bad guy. I know that. Oh, yeah. Which is shocking that anyone yeah. would believe it. But I know shocking. That they, <laughs> I know they do. Some people. And I'm like, that's fine. Whatever version of me needs to live in your head for you to just like leave me alone. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I don't for me. I don't see any use in like completely villainizing somebody yeah. because what is that doing for me? Right. Nothing. Right. So I it says what you can do when they are mean and nasty and probably talking shit about you. Uh, the best thing you can do is just not engage or respond. Yep. Take the high road if you can. Um, because honestly, if you don't know how to do that, go to our gray rocking episode. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Honestly. Um. 
And then the last one, obviously, is reach out for professional or legal help if you can. Mm -hmm. Therapy can offer you a safe space to process some of the feelings you may be having. And also, again, it's nice to have a third party that is not involved, that Mm -hmm. is not being triangled, to hear their opinion and know that maybe you're not doing the wrong thing can kind of hush some of those voices in your head that are telling you that you're the mean person and the Mm -hmm. bad person here. Oh, because I tried to justify my actions. I tried to justify the fuck out of my actions. Oh, yeah. And um, my therapist at the time was like, so what could you have done differently, though? Because you could have done some stuff differently. And I was like, I don't like that you're saying that because... (laughs) It sounds like maybe you're not on my side. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, but, it's, but, you, but it's good. You, I just you told Corey that. that because um, we've talked about this a lot and we saw it at our Bachelor Bachelorette weekend. Corey is the type of friend. He is not going to gas you up if you think that you're doing something <laughs> wrong. He will straight call you out. Yep. On your problematic behaviors in front of people yes. sometimes. But like he's the friend that I want to have or that his friend should want to have mm-hmm. because you know he cares. He's like, hey. I know you're a better person than that. What the fuck are you doing right now? Yep. That's gross. Don't do that. Yep. Don't go hit on and be gross with that person. Mm-hmm. Don't go cheat on your whatever. Like yep. I've never seen his friends do that, but yeah. I know if somebody You're just using examples. I am. But if someone around him were to like start cheating or whatever, this was something that my ex did. He would just like his friends would be out. His one friend was married and would just have his girlfriend around. And I was like, I'm gonna tell. His wife. Yeah. I'm and he's like, don't you fucking dare. That's none of our business. We're not getting involved. Blah, blah, blah. But you did involve me. You yes. involved me the second you brought her here. Yes. So now I feel like I, I can't whatever. But yeah. then I thought, well, if you're doing that for him, he's obviously doing that for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why. why you want me to be quiet. Because <laughs> he's covering your tracks. And she probably knows. Yeah. And now we're both. Anyways. Um. And and then also, obviously, if you can take legal steps to protect yourself, if you're in danger, if you can get a protection order, especially if there's ways, um, keep everything. If this person yes. is honestly coming after you, screen record, um, screenshot, do what you can to get evidence on your side that you are being basically harassed because yes. hopefully, I think at least... Around here, I've seen some courts taking that more seriously. Oh, 100%. Which I think is important. I know I know that back when in my situation, it wasn't taken as seriously, but I also didn't have as much um, proof, evidence. Like physical proof? Yeah, because he would make me delete it all because obviously it didn't or, make him look or, like a good person. Or it happened in person, and so you didn't yeah, have it. Exactly. Um, I know that there was someone close to me who did have all of this proof, and... Before they went to the courts, they kept saying, I feel like I'm being dramatic. I feel like they're going to look at me and like throw me out of the court because this is like nothing. I feel like I'm overreacting. Mm. And when the judge looked at them and said, this is not a unique person. Mm. This is a textbook abuser. I'm absolutely granting you a protection order like without a second thought when somebody of that kind of authority Mm -hmm. and that amount of experience with, you know, abuse is able to validate you. It gives you a little bit of your reality back. Yes. And so if you are able to. And I think this person actually didn't initially have 
um, a lawyer. So yeah. they kind of just like went through the court system themselves. There are ways you can. Yes. And it I also know that there are know, but... um, pro bono yes. lawyers. And so and, um, I was going to say there are uh, there's ho- so obviously if you were someone, you know, is experiencing this on like a really controlling domestic violence mm-hmm. um, level, please call the domestic violence hotline. Um, and that number is 800-799-7233. And there are also, um, you can visit the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, and there's a list of resources there. Potentially, lawyers, um, yep. some pro bono might be on that list. I haven't looked, but um, it's good to reach out if you think that you're, you know, in danger or a loved one is. because. Yes. Those resources can make a huge difference yes. when it comes to protection orders, restraining orders, things like that. Yep. And that's really all I have. So yeah. I hope that was something good. Um, if it wasn't, I'm sorry. Yeah. We gave you so much information. But I just, yeah. I know. I, I hope think it was important. I agree. I think that, again, it's just validating because sometimes you you don't feel like people who are problematic in your life or maybe you haven't even labeled them as toxic but you just have like a yuck feeling around them it's nice to have a word for it yeah like, totally i feel like i don't like being around this person but they keep doing this stuff to suck me back in mm-hmm. oh okay hoovering is a thing that people are experiencing yes using as a term yes and maybe it's not outwardly concerning to other people but trust your freaking gut dude trust your gut if you feel it gut if you feel it there's something to it so that's 100 percent right sometimes your your body reacts more so than your mind mind. and uh there's that book, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm-hmm. And I know that personally from my own experience with EMDR that my body has held a lot of stuff that my mind doesn't recall. But it always tells me when I'm near certain people, yep. uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we hope that you were able to get something from this, feel validated from it, or maybe expose an area of growth for yourself. Yeah, 100%. And know that it's okay. Yes, it's we're all, all we're all just taking steps mm-hmm. forward, hopefully, even if they're baby steps. Growing sideways. Yeah. No yeah. Go listen to that song and cry. It's a good fucking song. <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> oh. Sorry. No, go I for had it. a dream about Noah Khan. Okay. And I someone basically revealed to me that he was my soulmate. Oh. <laughs> and so I Honestly, I get that. <laughs> I had to tell him. And I told him via DM. Sure. And I was like, hey, this is going to be super weird, but I I am your soulmate. (laughs) And um, I know that this is probably sudden and unexpected and odd because I'm married and I have children, but this is what it is. You should know. (laughs) And I also like, no, Con, if you ever see this, does the name Elliot mean anything to you? (laughs) Because. Because in the dream, I was like talking to him, and I only say that because I've had some, I've had dreams where they do mean something, and right. there is an, a level of importance. So um, I'm just picturing him duetting this and being like, and then telling us that that was his dog's name or something. But 
I had Elliot tattooed on my finger. What? Yeah. And I was like, I, I think this is something to do with you. And I'm not 100% sure what that is. But <laughs> oh, since you are my soulmate, I thought maybe you would have some information. That <laughs> and is then, wild. And then after that, I kept getting these responses. And I'm like, oh, my God, Noah Khan, my soulmate, is responding to me. Found out that he gave his his Instagram account was not run by him. And oh. then people were like making fun of me. <gasps> oh, no. The worst. Horrifying. Horrifying nightmare. That's really bad. That's so anyway. Oh no. I know. Anyway, guys, thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Um, we love you so much. We hope that this was helpful. And uh, if not, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, sorry. We'll, we'll see you next week. All right. We're out. Goodbye. Bye.